Hello, and welcome to Our Walk Together. This is the place where we have a chance to listen and to learn from others on our walk. My name is Paul Long, and I will be your host, but also a fellow traveler. I'm glad that you're able to join me today on Our Walk Together. So today I have a guest with me, um, somebody that I met in a uh, breakout room in a, in a group that we were both at, and I have to say I was impressed with what he had to say in that room, so I thought it would be really kind of cool to have him be here with us today and talk a little bit about what he does and how his uh, his life works and the things that he's interested in. Um, he lives in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Um, and according to him, what he says is he's an, an avid practitioner of Tai Chi Chuan, if I'm saying that correct, and also of meditation. Uh, he's a student of Christian wisdom. Um, he's completing the graduate program in strategic foresight and innovation. And he's really interested in all things mystical inner work, somatic work, and relational dynamics. Um, those are all things that he really loves. And the last thing he says is, and he says he's really enjoyed walking the Camino. So we're going to find out about all those things as we as we talk. So I want to say welcome, welcome, Eugene. Glad to have you with us today on our walk together. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you for having me do this. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? So the first thing I have to ask you is... What is strategic foresight and innovation? Yes, it's a graduate program uh, in, in University in Toronto here called the uh, OCAD, which is uh, Ontario College of Arts and Design. So it's traditionally an arts and design school, but this is more uh, a bit more of a, a business maybe um, part to it. It's just looking at how um, it's like traditional problem solving is very linear, um, but they don't do very well with more complex challenges that mm -hmm. our society and our systems face. Um, it's more inter interdependencies. Um, it's you know, a lot more risks and disruptions like the pandemic. And just so then it's, you know, sort of implies more um, other ways of looking at problems that's more systemic and also more long term, mm -hmm. um, what they call foresight to look at how we can solve some of these challenges. Yeah, so that's a, that's the program I mean right now. It sounds like something that a business would never expect to happen, but yet needs right. to be prepared for it happening. Exactly. That's yeah. interesting. Sort of like thinking out of the box and thinking something different. Yeah, beyond the business as usual, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's fascinating. Um, do a lot of companies use that kind of thing now or is that no. up uh, and coming? No. Uh, not, not very much. Um, I, you know, when, when, when I chose a program, I was also considering doing an MBA. I, actually, my, tr my traditional background is in engineering. And I work, mm, okay. and I've been working in, uh, in sort of a tech industry. Um, but I really wanted to uh, look at some, some larger issues. Um, 
and I was interest, interested in more business um, degrees. So I thought about doing MBA, but I, I really wasn't interested in the, you know, getting more into the corporate environment, climbing the corporate ladder and business as usual. Yeah. Uh, I have been concerned uh, uh, for a while now about what we are facing collectively. Um, so this is more alternative, an alternative uh, way of looking at some of our uh, s- systemic challenges. But no, it's, it's not very, I, 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 very, very few people I think uh, are, are thinking that way. It's a different way of thinking. Yeah. Seems to me like more should be. Yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, <laughs> you know, especially it's as our world changes so radically overnight. You know. Yeah. I don't know about up there in Toronto, but uh, they just um, announced here in the states that uh, we can stop wearing masks outside and in small groups and don't have to social distance anymore. So it's at least that's a hopeful thing for us. I think Toronto is still in a bit of a mess up with that so. <laughs> yeah we uh our our, our uh, premier just announced the extension of our stay-at-home order so how, how long is it going to be uh till at least beginning of june, uh, june right now oh, okay well the only nice thing is that the toronto blue jays are going to be p- playing here in buffalo so i i'll get to see them <laughs> sure <laughs> please enjoy uh enjoy it for us <laughs> um so okay uh, I'm kind of interested in in what the uh, what's what's involved with your uh, interest in the in the Tai Chi or what how, what's involved in that. I think we're moving more into spiritual things as we as we move through here. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, just being, <laughs> spiritual things. Uh, I'll just mean, you know, it's like I'm 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 interested in. Uh, you know, I, I went to the program Strategic Process Innovation because I wanted to see something of a, a bigger picture of our mm-hmm. systems. Um, and spiritually, I, you know, I, I guess you know that I, I'm always interested in expanding the horizon. And, and, and spiritually, you know, I'm always interested in sort of what's beyond, I guess, what we know as the the real world in a way. Yeah. Um, it's just so that's so that's been my interest. And Tai Chi Chuan, uh, which is, was really just a Chinese uh, pronunciation of uh, what, what we call Tai Chi, the internal martial art. Okay. Uh, it's it's very interesting practice, both uh, for the body and for the and spiritually, because it is for me it's really of um, you know they also call it practice of, of uh, heaven, man, and earth. You know, mm. the, the man practice for man to to join uh, heaven and earth. Um, and and it's a practice of uh, uh, like probably all oh, I, I, I hesitate to say all but at least at least uh, the spiritual practice I know a path I know about letting go and, and Tai Chi Chuan is about all about finding a different source of power it's a different source of power that comes from, from letting go um, yeah that's cool so, um, that's that's been my primary practice kind of kind of gives you a connection and also a way of looking at life and and all that kind of stuff. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, yeah, when, when your body's more open, you're, you feel more connected to what's around you, to the relationships, you're more tuned to the, to, to, to the relationships, to what's around you. And it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's not, and it's not the, it's not the martial arts about, um, uh, against, you know, one pushing against each other. Right. It's, um, there, there's a sort of a harmonious, uh, but it's still a martial art, so I, 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 you know, it's not like if, if you truly practice martial arts, it's not it's not like uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, 
it's not harmonious in a way that there's no conflict, but it's a you, you resolve the conflict in a different way, I think. Okay. That's cool. So what I I'm gonna go through these things and then we'll catch on to other things. So what is uh, and it's something I am totally unfamiliar with. So what is what is walking the Camino? What is that? Yeah, the Camino is uh, is one of the the most oldest pilgrimage path uh, in Christianity. Mm -hmm. um, probably besides going to Jerusalem and Rome, and it, and and it's been around for at least over a thousand years. Mm -hmm. And it was and it probably was quite you know it's it's been in Spain, so it's probably quite popular when um, it, was, it was difficult to get to Jerusalem and when it was easier for. Europeans to to go to Spain, and there's a city called um, uh, Santiago de Compostela in western Spain that the legend says it hosts the the relics of Saint James. Okay, uh, it's also called Saint James Way. Um, uh, the Apostle Saint James. Yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah. So for all over the millennium, I think. Uh, it's a path that has been walked by millions of pilgrims across Europe to reach um, that place. So is it a um, physical, a physical path kind of thing, or? Yeah, it's a walk. You know, it's a it's it's a walk, and it, um, it's there's a lot of the historical doc document about it, uh, and it regained popularity the past few decades, mm -hmm. uh, and and now it's very very popular. Like every year, hundreds of thousands of pilgrims walk the path now, and there's, um, it's, um, you know, and it's just an amazing path where um, it's like links to all these different villages across Spain. Um, like I, I walked, I walked from south, starting from southern France and across, across Spain. Uh, uh, I walked um, eight um, hundred kilometers in forty days to get to western Spain. And you just and just meet the most amazing people along the along the way, and it's very well supported. Um, yeah, it's, it's very popular now. Yeah, yeah. I highly. It, it, I think it was a it was a major part of my Christian experience. So, it's a it's like a pilgrimage that does it is it a bunch of people that go on it or how does that, or do you walk it individually? Um, people come with diff different reasons and different configurations. Uh, there are people like me who walked alone. Um, and then some people came along and they found friends along the way to walk together, or some came with their family or friends. Yeah, it's all very different. Well, some people came in tour groups now. That's become, oh, wow. become becomes more commercial. Oh, that's cool. So, um, something to investigate given the, the, the title of, uh, of a podcast here, <laughs> so walking together. Yeah. Um, and you also say that you're interested in the stuff with that, uh, the um, the wisdom school. Um, have you taken yeah. courses in the wisdom school, or? Yeah, I've taken a bunch of online courses. I've also did a in-person wisdom school with uh, Cynthia Pojo, mm -hmm. the teacher, uh, before the pandemic. Um, yeah, it had a big impact on me, on my understanding of the Christian tradition, uh, which I I'm, I did, I did not grow up with Christian tradition. It's very mm -hmm. recent for me. 
only the past few years. And Cynthia Bourgeois to me has been the teacher that has transmitted the Christian uh, understanding the most clearly. Hmm. Well, I, I've 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 kind of <laughs> I have to freely admit that I started on the online course that she was doing recently and all of a sudden my life got really crazy and I had to not finish it. So I'm, I'm going to try to finish it again. But um, what, what, what's, uh, you know, fascinating, the um, um, things that were being said online um, that she was teaching, uh, what's it like to actually be there in the wisdom school? Yeah, I mean, I, I, in my experience, learning the true learning happens through vibrational transmission. When you're in the field, I mean, I think something, I think something really beautiful happens in Illumin groups too, right? Like as mm -hmm. we share our story, something is is uh, vibrationally is becoming stronger. Um, and the vibration of the wisdom school I attended though was just so incredibly strong in the heart. Um, you know, you, you know, I mean, there's the teaching, but I mean, I think Cynthia also says, you know, teaching is only a small component of it because, because that, that's just intellectual center. And that's the intellectual part is actually the, you know, it's, it's not a very deep part of your experience, but it's the, the, the communal experience, uh, the, the work, because we, they follow the, the Benedictine uh, rhythm of mm -hmm. pray, pray and, and, and work, right. uh, or, or in, in labora. So mm -hmm. you, we, we, we do work every day um, and we chant uh, just the entire rhythm and it's, it works the wisdom into the body as, as, a, as a group. Um, I remember there was, uh, um, there was one night when like, like after we did some chanting, um, it just, you know, it's, I, just, I, could, I could just feel the, the experience in my heart, the vibration in my heart, it's like this quivering mercury silver or something it's um it's it's, it's very unique i i'm very touched by the the heart of the christian tradition hmm. sadly i heard recently that sylvia or um cynthia is going out of teaching for a while i heard she's going to kind of take a background um because she's well, just kind of been teaching yeah, well, so long is what i heard well, well, it's because well, well, the way I understood it, because I do follow her, her quite a bit, is because uh, she she believes in more and more in that direct transmission from small groups, that yeah. the intellectual teaching doesn't get as far, and she's more and more interested in small small gatherings now. Hmm. That's pretty good. That's neat. Yes. Um. So. Tell me. Well, actually, actually, I, I'm Go curious ahead. a little bit about. I'm curious about a little bit the theme of our walk together, and okay, you know, and then maybe there's some ways I can tie what I say more to. You're gonna you're gonna switch me back and forth, huh? Our walk together, basically, what uh, what the um, idea of it was originally, is that um, as we go through life and kind of find other people together, um, that we occasionally will run across people on our path. Um, and people that will keep us keep us moving sometimes, sometimes help us to explore new and different things. Um, and we walk together for that amount of time, however long it is. But the biggest thing I wanted to do with um, with the podcast is most of the podcasts you listen to have all kinds of experts, um, people who are 
um, you know, written a hundred books or, you know, all that, uh, that kind of thing, or people who have, who give lectures all over the place. And I firmly believe in the wisdom of what I call ordinary people. Um, the people that are not experts, quote unquote, uh, the people that are just kind of walking along in their everyday life and experiencing what, what comes along. So that's kind of what, you know, between, between my, my own recordings and, uh, and also the the guests that I invite in, um, you know, to just find out what's going on with everyday people. Because I think sometimes, to be honest, I think sometimes what happens is that, you know, we listen to experts, you know, like, I, I, I'm just trying to think, Richard Rohr comes to mind, Matthew Fox comes to mind, people like that. And we listen to what they're saying, and sometimes it's it's like, well, that's nice, but I could never live up to that. You know, I could never do that. You know, but I think there's a lot of people who are doing that, though they don't realize they are, you know, and mm. have some valuable things to share with with other people. So that's kind yeah. of basically what I was what I'm aiming for. Yeah, it's beautiful. The wisdom of ordinary people. There's there's a lot of wisdom out there. We miss it all the time. You know, it's kind yeah. of kind of crazy. So tell me. Um, Tell me a little bit about what what it is that speaks to you. What kinds of things speak to your heart? What kind of things speak to my heart? Um, yeah, I'm just in my mind. How do you? Yeah, it's, it's very open into the question. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> it was meant to be. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know, Paul. I mean, I'm, I mean, I, I'm in a phase where I'm really trying to figure things out, sort of way. Like it's, it's very, maybe, maybe that's what's hard to answer that question is because I'm in a very ambiguous phase of my life, where I, the past several years, I've been letting go of a lot and simplifying a lot of of my life and who I am and my identity, and I haven't quite built up sort of a new idea of what who I am or what, what's next for me. Hmm. Um, so it's kind of like the, getting rid of the old and bringing new, new adventures, yeah. new excitement in. Yeah. And you know, the path in front of me is actually uh, very unclear. I'm, I'm just taking it one step at a time. And the only thing that's keeping me every day, uh, going every day is my daily practices and without hmm. any goals, just do my daily practices. All right. That's, that's a good way to meditation. do things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, as, as, as you go through your walk, because that's how I really kind of phrase everything, is people's individual walk through life. Um, sounds to me like you found, you, you kind of started on one path and then are looking and beginning another path. Um, almost a mystical path is what I'm kind of picking up from you. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, I. Yeah, I. You know, I, I'm, I'm. I think I am. I am a mystic. Although I. I. I don't like to present myself as mystic. I, I don't. I don't. I, I want to be grounded. I don't want to. Right. I don't want to be identify myself as mystic. But for sure, it's like everything I do has that mystical perspective of what. Uh, um, 
Yeah, and I would like to take the next step in my life from a bigger context, uh, not from the previous places where I'm trying to get somewhere or grasp about something. Or, um, but I, my experience so far is that that's uh, well, one, it's not a path that most people necessarily understand and relate to, I, and um, and also it takes time to make that shift. I think. Mm-hmm. It's a hard, hard shift to make sometimes for, for anybody when you're, you know, you got one particular session, uh, one particular way of of living and looking at things, and suddenly you're. It seems to me suddenly the the doors open, um, and you kind of look and say, "Wow, I never realized all that existed," um, you know, and then you start delving more and more into things, and the more you delve in, the more you see. Um, that there's there's a lot of different ways of of looking at things, and again, I think that's one of the things that that we don't appreciate very well, is that there are different ways for us to to look at life and look at the way we we walk through life. Um, I'll leave it there. You've got to throw in a comment comment there, <laughs> if you can comment on anything that I just said. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty amazing and, and such a. Grace is what I when I what came up for me when I listened to you about how doors open to us for sometimes like oh there's a new there's a new, something new open it's like there's a new field to play in or there's a bigger world than what I imagined before and it's such a, I'm just grateful for those times when when things open up for me. Yeah. Do you find that um, life in the in the world that we find it today? Um, that there's a certain lack that we begin to feel. Something is is missing. Um, I often think about that. What what what's missing in life? There's, you know, it doesn't seem right sometimes. Well, it's yeah. Sometimes I do think you know it's pretty. It's like, well, you know, so now it's a pandemic and everyone's trying to get back to normal. Right, but. But so from, from another perspective, normal is actually a pretty crazy way of living. It's like the way we are, the way <laughs> we are um, consuming, you know, consuming our, our resources and the way we grasp, you know, we grasp power and it's just insecurity. Like it's, it's actually, it's actually, yeah, normal, but it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, that, that brings me grief, grief and pain sometimes just, mm-hmm. um, it's like um, it's like there's a part of me that can sense like the way we live is not sustainable. And even though everyone's doing individually the best we can, but collectively, um, I don't see how we can avoid some sort of just you know uh, decline. Actually, as collectively, and it, you know I think that sustainability is not just in terms of of resources and all that kind of stuff. I think that sustainability is sometimes ourselves um, and what's in the core of us that we've just kind of forgotten what what it is to be, you know, a spiritual person, I guess is a good way to say it. Um, you know, I often use the phrase that, you know, we're not, we're not humans having a, a spiritual experience. We're spirits having a human experience because that um, that experience is something that unless we realize that there's a, a spiritual component to it, that it just, life doesn't make sense in my mind. 
Um, you know, I think we see that all down through the through history. You know, the great mystics have always said, you know, there's more to life than what you're seeing. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, that, that's interesting. I'm I'm curious about when when you started just sensing, I, I sensing that. I, I I'm just relating back to my own experience of uh, this sense of yearning. You know, this whether you call it a mystical yearning for something more or, or a different kind of meaning. Yeah, I think for for me, it probably was was there a lot, um, but for me, it was almost um, in probably my 40s, when I began saying, wait a minute, there's something going on here. There's something more than than what I'm experiencing. Um, something more than just going to work every day and, you know, um, doing what you need to do. At that point in time, I had the privilege of being um, the director of a, of a children's camp. So I was kind of seeing those miracles all around me. You know, I've always been one of those people that, you know, I'm most comfortable in the woods, um, but uh, you know, seeing that there's lots of interconnected pieces that happen all together, and yet they're, they're separate. You know, I, that's a hard way to say that, but um, you know, I, for me, it's always been a big part of my my journey through life. And the older I get, the more the more it becomes uh, fascinating to me. The more I try to work. Um, even harder in um, trying to remain aware of that spiritual uh, part of me. Mm. Has that changed over the years, do you find, or, or has it been stayed constant? And... Over the years? No, I don't think it's ever been constant. I think it, it changes and it grows. And even the expression of it changes and grows over time. Um, you know, the things that the things that I was um, comfortable with when I was, you know, 20 are not the same things that I was comfortable with at 40. It just kind of kind of moves. And that's that's a progression. I think that's a normal human human progression as we as we walk through life. You know, we become um, we're, we're, we're different all the time, you know, um, and I, I now look back at uh, all the things that I've experienced through life, which are a lot of different things, you know. Um, and today, to be honest, I, I look at the things that are more end of life, you know. I've uh, been around for quite some time now, um, and it is one of the things that, that you have to uh, begin to think about is, you know, and it's not a comfortable thing for me. You know, it's something I, I really have to work at um, to think about those those ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about my own experience of, um, it's, I mean, what, what I'm thinking a little bit further back, I grew up in China uh, mm -hmm. and you know, without any sort of spiritual or faith uh, backgrounds. Uh, I think that the communists um, really put you in, 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 in a box, <laughs> more of a box, um, since how you think. Um, but yeah, um, so it kind of surprised me when I was in my teens when I started to read books written by mystics. And I, I, I didn't call them mystics at the time, but 
I was just drawn to them. Um, but most of my 20s were spent in seeking things more externally. In, like, I, I, I mean, I think I've always had a sense of there's something more, mm-hmm. but I explored a lot in terms of like traveling, uh, like adventures, like, you know, uh, I like I, I took flying lessons because I loved airplanes and I rode more motorcycles and just seeking more in terms of the edge of those experiences, and, um, which is very different now in the last few years when I, so I'm 36 now, um, but I'm, it's, it's, it's much more a contemplative life and really turned it inward in, in um, seeking a different direction as possible. Yeah, but I'm, I'm grateful. Uh, I, sorry. I find for me, oh, I'm sorry. I find for me that that whole idea of the contemplative life has just always been something that's drawn me, you know, mm-hmm. um, having been married and raised, uh, raised a daughter and, uh, but yet that was always there, that contemplative thing. I mean, I suppose it goes way back to when I was really young, um, like 14, when I decided to go to the seminary, um, which kind of fostered that. Um, but it's always been a longing inside of me is, is that need for prayer, the need for contemplation, the need for, for me anyways, the need for just being there and being silent. Silence is a big, a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually feeling, I should feel very grateful. And I feel grateful right now for, for that year in me. Um, you know, even people like you and, and well, especially myself, it feels like it's a, it's a line that connects me to, mm-hmm. to the mystical divine. It's a gift. It's what, it's, it's what it feels oh, yeah. like. And the gift, the gift is not the, is not the divine itself. The gift is our realizing what the divine is. You know, I, I, I use the phrase, phrase to a lot of times that, um, you know, this is my beloved son, you know, that comes from the scriptures uh, of God talking about Jesus as the beloved son. And I think many times we, unless we sit back and think about it, we don't realize that we're that too. You know, that mm-hmm. we keep on thinking somehow or other we have to earn God's love. Um, somehow or other we have to learn and earn that that love. I don't know where, I think a lot of our upbringing, at least mine, many years ago, um, that was not a, a component of it. You know, you you always had to you always had to be good and all this kind of fun stuff in order to, for God to like you. And that just mm-hmm. is such a, in my mind, such a bad image of God, because you know it's like nothing. There's songs. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. You know, and the love of that that mystical being, whatever it is, and our words never fit it. It's always been my my problem with it. Our words sure. never fit what we're feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and this is where I struggle with. You know, I I, I struggle with it to call myself a Christian. For a, for a bit, um, 
it's because I define I don't resonate with most of my Christian uh, like people I know who, who are Christians or like I love the tradition uh, I was really I, I was really drawn to it a few years ago and um, you know I and, and I, I got baptized when I was living in Norway at the time I got baptized and then I walked the Camino right afterwards actually mm. um, but I find yeah I come from such a more mystical orientation to it that I just haven't been able to connect with the the, the churches which is very um, I don't want to say necessarily American but that whole um, it's 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 different. There's not a spiritual component a lot of times in what we see and hear. You know, I find that even going to church, it's like, okay, where's where's the spiritual part you're talking about? And I don't, you yeah. don't see it all the time. It's there. I know it's there, but uh, you don't always see it. Um, yeah. That's a, that's that could be a difficult thing to wrestle with. You know, yeah. uh, what's this all about? In fact, I was just sitting here thinking as we're talking, I was thinking of, of my, my personal favorite Saint Francis. Um, <laughs> That's uh, my favorite. <laughs> the, the, the thing that, I mean, there's many, many things that, that I admire about Francis and I've spent, I was raised in the Franciscan tradition. So it's just like, you know, uh, that's where it all comes from. But um, many, many things that he said, but one of the things that I always found fascinating was that when you read through Francis, the biggest event that happened in his mind in human history was not the resurrection, but the biggest event was the incarnation when God became man, you know? Uh, and I just, you think about that sometimes and think about what that must, what that means. I think that's where some of the tradition that we all have, the Franciscan tradition of, of the, you know, the Christmas crib and the, the stable and all that stuff, which legend says he started, who knows. But that was always a big part of, of his own spirituality is, is that God became man and the idea to look around us at everything that, that surrounds us. His, his, his theology in many ways is um, different than, you know, some other theologies in the fact that he takes the particular, he looks at the particular and then expands that to the universal as opposed to many theologies that start with this universal God concept and then we say, oh yeah, well God shows this, what the, the other... Francis always believed that you looked at the little thing, you know, what's the little thing? Understand that, and that's what's going to show you God. Pretty Christian belief, you know? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. That really resonates with my, I think, what, what drew me to the Christian path. Um, it's, it's actually a, a, deep, a deeper desire to incarnate more into this realm. Feels like a big part of my spiritual path. I just feel it's been a lot of resistance to the physical realm, like, and the Christian path somehow. Yeah, it's like it feels like that's where the the heart 
it's like oh, I'm losing my words, but it feels like this is mm-hmm. where the heart uh, blossoms. It's like coming yeah. more into the finite world. Yeah, I, 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 I'm understanding without you having to say the words, and so that's a good thing. And I think some some of the people who might be listening to this are going to say the same thing. It's like, oh yeah, I know what he's talking about. I've been there. I've experienced that. You know, um, but I, I find that that whole notion of, and I think suppose that I suppose that's why I I'm so interested in what ordinary people say because for me that's the small thing and it's those ordinary people you know that are going to tell us what what's real you know that's the reality of things Mm. oh i can see now how the franciscan theology really uh you really drew on that for you know in terms of podcasts coming to the particulars right (laughs) oh it shows huh (laughs) Well, you know, I really love St. Francis. Before I was interested in Christianity, actually, I was resistant to Christianity for a very long time. But going to Assisi in 2017 was uh, quite an opening experience for me. Hmm. That's one I've never been able, I've never had the opportunity to do, but certainly would if I had the opportunity. So it's on my bucket list, you know. Um, Great. Well, I've taken enough of your time, I think, today. Um, kind of gotten ourselves way off on lots of different different areas. And, um, you know, I just want to say that I really appreciate you spending some time with me today um, in your, you know, one of the things I thought when I read your, the biography stuff that you sent me is, um, okay, and so what do you do with your free time? Uh, <laughs> which there probably is none of, <laughs> but... Um, you know, I really do do appreciate you coming on with us today um, and sharing us with us what what and who you are. And I think my feeling when I met you the first time has been proven today. Um, there really is a lot there. So I thank you for being with me today. Um, it was a great half hour or so that, that we could spend together. Yeah, thank you so much, Paul. Uh... Yeah, I really enjoyed this. I really appreciate your, your gentle guidance into this, these deeper streams of uh, uh, wisdom talks. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll do it again someday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> take a different, take a different route someday. So, yeah. thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Yep. Thank you so much, Paul. Well, the music means that we've come to the end of our time together. I hope you've enjoyed being here, and I hope you come back again and invite your friends to come as well. Until that time, and until we meet again, this is Paul Wong, wishing you peace, joy, and safety on our walk together.